This week 15 Denver Broncos victory podcast of the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network, is brought to you by a presenting sponsor, The Place. The Place is the place for all of your hot tub, spa, fireplace, and outdoor grill needs. The minute you step into the showroom is the minute you become part of their family. The Place works closely with you from the very beginning, from choosing your ideal product, ensuring that you're well-informed on your decision, and providing expert advice. Their trained professionals will prepare your home for your new fireplace, hot tub, or grill, and do all of the heavy work for you, making this process as painless as possible. Their continued follow-up and product service sets them apart from their competitors. The place is not happy and satisfied until you, the customer, are happy and satisfied. The place in Medina features one of the nation's largest showrooms of hot tubs, spas, fireplaces, outdoor cooking, and leisure products for your home. It is incredibly, incredibly impressive. Check it out. Use promo code ORANGE on any Weber, Boil King, Big Green Egg, Fire Magic, Hastan, AOG, or Louisiana Pellet Grills to save 10%. Promo code ORANGE. Visit the place on 2377 Medina Road today to transform your backyard into the backyard of your dreams. When you think of fireplaces, hot tubs, grills, and patios, think of the place. It's been an incredible Browns season. So fun, so exciting, so many fun memories, and we want to celebrate with you. That's right, Jeremy and I want to celebrate with you. So Friday, January 4th, we're hosting an end-of-season party at Chop and Swizzle in Uniontown, Ohio from 7 to 10 p.m. It's going to be a ton of fun, incredible food, strong drinks, and we'll be recording a live podcast live at the restaurant. You don't want to miss it. Tickets are free, but there is a cover charge to entry to the live podcast recording portion of the show. Either way, we want to see you and hang out with you. Come join us Friday, January 4th, 7 to 10 p.m. at Chop and Swizzle. Listen, do not miss out. It's going to be a ton of fun. You can find tickets on our Facebook page, Twitter pin tweet, or at the link in the show notes of this episode. RSVP with the free ticket because space is limited. We'd love to see you there. In this episode, Jeremy and I recap the Browns' Week 15 victory over the Denver Broncos, highlight our slim, and I mean slim, playoff chances, talk about what this win means for the Browns moving forward, and we give out offensive and defensive game balls. We recorded this on a Monday afternoon, had some scheduling conflicts that pushed release date back to today, Tuesday afternoon. Sorry for the delay, but what a season, huh? This has just been incredible for reals. We hope to see you on January 4th at Chop and Swizzle to celebrate with us. It's going to be a ton of fun. All right, well, enough from me. Let's get to the pod. Jim Donovan, take us away. 45-40, run, William, run! 27 blockers in front, five, touchdown! Joshua Krim! Snap back, ball down, kick block, they block the kick! This is the Orange is Orange or Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I am your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider, Jeremy and Akron. Jeremy, it's not Saturday night, it's not Sunday morning, but it's Victory Monday, time for a podcast. What's up, buddy? Uh, Chase, what is up? Absolutely unbelievable weekend. Yes, some things didn't break our way Sunday, but it was just awesome night, Saturday night, Browns fans rejoicing everywhere. You know, going forward, this team is amazing. You know, Chase, it's almost like it's been two different seasons. We had our BC and our AD, but we had before Hugh and after the firing. (laughs) It really has felt like two completely different seasons. You know, to start out the way we did, who would only you, Chase, I'll be honest, only you thought we were going to make a run down the stretch. We were two, six, and one. And you said to me, I think that tie's going to come back to bite us. And I actually laughed at you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and now know, look at that we're six seven and one if we would have won that game we'd be seven and seven and right in the middle of it all so chase props to you again that's two big things you've nailed in the last few months 
No. And you were probably really the only person because, you know, most people at 2-6-1 and one were starting to talk about our chances at getting Nick Bosa in the draft. Yeah. And now winning four out of five later, we're 6-7-1. and one. You know, even though the playoffs is out of the question now, there's still a lot for this team to play for, man. Sure. Think about this. You know the Browns could end up with the best record in division? We could have if we win the last two games, we'll have the we'll have swept two teams in the division, and yeah. we'll have the best record in the division. Yeah. You know, against divisional opponents, so that's something to play for. A winning record for the first time since '07, something to play for. Baker has some personal stats to play for, some records he could break. Nick Chubb has some stuff to play for. I don't know. There was a graphic during the game. I thought this was very interesting. This is only the third time in NFL history that a team has had a quarterback throw for over 3,000 yards as a rookie, a running back run for over 750 yards as a rookie, and a receiver have over 500 yards receiving as a rookie with Callaway, Chubb, and Baker. So that's pretty cool. And there's some awesome stuff going forward and still some stuff to play for and some stuff to get excited about. You know, Greg Williams has something to play for, right? He's motivated. He wants to win these last two. Uh, And I just think all around, I think if maybe we had been mediocre in the previous decade, maybe this would be – a little more lackluster and not as like the effort might not be there the last couple weeks. But I think because we've been starving for something and the fact that we're tapping into that and everyone's going freaking bonkers, like I'm going to think they're going to put on a great show on Sunday and then come and knock the socks off the Ravens here in a couple weeks. I I just, it's going to happen, man. Let me tell you what I'm dubbing Sunday. Sunday is fan appreciation day as in the fans appreciating Baker and the Browns. I think the Browns are going to, the fans are going to show up in a big way. I think it's going to be raucous and it's going to be loud, even though the game doesn't mean that much. Just because people want to show their appreciation to the two men who have brought football back to Cleveland, you know, professionally, Baker Mayfield and John Dorsey. And I think we got to throw Greg Williams maybe in there a little bit and Freddie Kitchens as well. So I think you're going to see a raucous crowd for quote fan appreciation day Sunday in Cleveland. I like that fan appreciation, almost a, a, a decade's worth of appreciation in one game. Uh, You have Hugh Jackson coming back. We'll we'll get on that in our podcast on Thursday, but let's talk about the, the Browns Broncos game on Saturday night. Jeremy Browns improved to six, seven and one securing their third best record. In over 10 years, they had nine wins and 14 and 10 in 2007. We talked about that before we started recording. Um, it, it was an incredible game. Uh, the Browns didn't – they started out amazing. And then Duke Johnson had that big drop uh, and kind of like changed the momentum a little bit in that second drive there. Uh, Jeremy, where were you – did you get to watch the game or where, where were you following the game along with? Yeah, I was at home. You know, I prefer – I know it's <laughs> it's showing how old and boring I am, but I prefer to watch the games by myself because I get a little ang- – I have some anxiety <laughs> issues, and I get anxious, and I walk around, and most people get annoyed by me. So I don't really like to watch the games, you know, if I'm not in the stadium at bars or anything like that because I just like to soak the whole thing in, do my own little weird routines, stuff like that. So I was at home watching, but I was hyperventilating after the first three series because, you know, the Denver got the ball first. We shut them down. Yeah. Schobert looked like a monster. I mean, it was it was awesome. The momentum was incredible. And then the pass to Perriman, my guy Perriman, who I think I was the only one in America excited about when the Browns signed him. <laughs> yeah. He's been a, just a huge, awesome find. So I was, I was like literally breathing into a bag <laughs> at that point because of everything I was seeing. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was an awesome game. It was fun. You know, Jabril Peppers probably had his coming out party. He had definitely his best game as a pro. He was all over the place. It was fun. It was awesome. And you know what? In the past, Chase, we lose games like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. after the fourth and one, which I actually disagreed with. We'll get into that later. But oh, I can't wait. After we went for a fourth and one, didn't get it. You know, they start driving. In the past, we lose that game. It's fourth yeah. down. And, you know, uh, 
in, in case Keenan would shrug off that sack and throw for 15 yards and get him in field goal position. Not today, not the new Browns, not with a new attitude. We found a way to get it done, and it was beautiful. That's right. I, uh, my wife, she wor- she's a counselor, and her company that she works for had a Christmas party Saturday night, and I promised her because she gives and gives and gives so much, and I promised her that I wouldn't let the game like distract us from a, a, a great evening out. And so what I did, Jeremy, was I timed my bathroom breaks. I held my pee as long as I could until 8.20. (laughs) Like, I went to the bathroom and was able to kind of catch the first couple series. I was freaking out in the bathroom, uh, make my way slowly back to our seats. Uh, So I was able to follow along every now and then online. Uh, But then near the end of the game, it was was pins and needles, man. Um, I I had no problem at all with Greg Williams going for it on fourth and one. Like, I loved it. I'm so glad he went for it. what did you not like about that? I hated it. I <laughs> Let me tell you why. If we won, like so it's over. And I liked the fact that he, uh, that, you know, that he, he had the uh, belief in his guys to go for it there. And even if we didn't get it, like he said, he believed the team, would, they would stop Denver. Here's my rationale behind doing it. Because it puts you up four, and you're in a – and uh, they hadn't been able to get the ball in the end zone in the second half. Puts you up four, so they have to score a touchdown. And the gamble with doing uh, – with uh, – not going for it there is you don't need to get as far to kick a field goal there. Literally, they did a study and average kick at Mile High Stadium goes five yards farther than any other stadium in the league. So kickers have five more yards, which is big when you're competing against the clock and you instead of getting to the 40, you only have to get to the 45. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think you have to factor in all those things. But you know what? Screw it. Greg's old school. He said he went up there to win. They did everything they could to win. Play didn't work, but guess what? Jabril Peppers makes the play to end the game, the kind of stuff that never used to go our way, went our way. It just shows how much things are changing. And and you know what? I guess after the fact, I love it. I wouldn't have done it, but hey, props to Greg for having the kahunas to do it. Yeah, I I loved it. I didn't like the play call. I thought a a run right center with Chubb, I just – that that never. I would have worked. done something misdirection. Yeah, I actually post this. I would have done. I would have done some misdirection. Like Baker said after the game, he would have liked to have the ball in his hands. And that that's that's my point. You I want the ball would've. in your best player's hands. And Chubb, yep. I'm sorry, he he's not the best player on the Browns. And I Baker either would have done. Give yep. it to Baker. Yeah. I either would have done misdirection with Baker rolling out in like a bootleg situation, or maybe even our uh, our uh, Jarvis Landry play from last week. We hadn't brought that mm-hmm. out all game. One of those two. But either way, doesn't matter. It's all yeah. over now. Props to Greg Williams for staying by what he wanted to do and having the nuts to do it. I love it, man. I love it. Jeremy, what does this win mean for the Browns? Going forward, I think it, it, it builds momentum to the end of the year. Look, if they can win out these games, you know, the Browns still have a chance. They have the best record in the division, you know, to sweep two teams in the division. When's the last time the Browns swept two teams in the division? Yeah. It would have to be in 07, right? So to sweep two teams in the division, to finish the league, you know, can you imagine the Browns finishing with four one and one in division, going into the offseason with all that momentum? This proves we can win on the road. We've won multiple games on the road. We broke a ton of streaks this year. I think it's just to feel good for the team. You know, there's something to be said to carrying the momentum into the offseason like the Rams did last year and yeah. then make some big moves. You get guys wanting to come here. You get the vibe. To go from zero wins to possibly seven or eight wins in one year, that stuff doesn't happen every year in the NFL. Yeah. So it, it just it's just about carrying this momentum forward and keeping it going. Yeah, uh, so this is kind of where the playoff landscape, if you haven't been online or know what's going on. The Browns cannot win the division. The Browns are essentially eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, we need to still win out. There is a slight chance. It has to, to uh. be perfect. <laughs> uh, and then we have to play for the Do you want me to lay out the slight chance? Yeah, I mean, it, I've it's, got all the details for our slight chance. It's our very, detail very for our slight chances: the Titans, Colts, 
Ravens all have to lose this week, and the Dolphins have to lose one of their last two. And then the Titans and the Colts would have tie. to tie <laughs> week 17. And yeah. then there would be a three-way tie between us and them two, and we would have the tiebreaker because of AFC record. You know, we – we still have to win out, which we have the Cincinnati Bengals this week and the Ravens in two weeks. And I know we're all feeling ourselves now, but it, it's in the division. You never know kind of how those games are going to go. At least we used to not know. Now I feel like maybe we might not know the Ravens are a little, little different right now. Um, you know, what an incredible time. I, you know, I had $50 on the game, so that was really, really exciting. Shout out to, to Joe Shaw, <laughs> who after listening to the pod, placed his own $50 on on the Browns and that was insane too because we we went for it and we didn't get it yeah. but but yeah shout outs to, to Joe for uh putting fifty dollars down on the Browns Browns for them um Jeremy any final thoughts on this game before we uh, take a break and hand out some game balls yeah just that it was it was fun to see us go in a place a hostile environment to win a game against this is two weeks in a row essentially where the Browns beat a team that was fighting for their playoff lives you know I gotta say something real quick Chase this guy that's always bothered me Chris Fedor I just can't stand the guy he's such a <laughs> basket of negative energy for him to send out a thing hey he sent out a tweet that said hey you know he's like before you get all high and mighty blah 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 on the Greg Williams train no they haven't beat anybody and all this and blah 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 you know what they have because a bunch of teams they've beaten were fighting for their playoffs lives. When they yeah. beat Atlanta, Atlanta had won four out of five, actually. Yep. You know, they lost week before, but they'd won four in a row before that. When they beat Carolina, Carolina needed that win. Carolina needed that win to stay in the playoff hunt. They were 6-6 six and six at the time. And now this week, the Broncos were 6-6, six and six, you know, fighting for their – 6-7, and seven, fight for their playoff lives. Yeah. So that's three wins versus teams that were all fighting for their lives with talent, that have talented players on their team. You know, you're beat, you beat up Von Miller and Bradley Chubb one week. You beat up Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. You beat up Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. So for this little squirmy, negative basket of bull crap to say something like that with those three wins now, you know what, he can – you know, just forget it. We don't need you. Sorry, Chase. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's uh, some hot minutes right there, man. That was good. That was good. But it's just well, we true, about, you know. It is and, true. and this is the NFL, and you're bogus. beating some of the best players in the league. And you know what? It's hard to beat teams with their backs against the wall because they're coming at you with everything they have. Yeah. You know, and this is the NFL, and those are guys who have won MVPs and Super Bowls and been multiple-time Pro Bowlers and Defensive Players of the Year, and we're beating those guys now. That didn't happen in the past. So for him to bring this negative energy in here, get that weak stuff out of here, as Austin Carr would say. Yeah, I love it, man. Hey, um, another thing we talked about before we recorded was, was the game that Miles Garrett had. You were not a fan of the game he had. I, on the other hand, think the Broncos game planned around him and every one of their passes and every one of their play calls was to – avoid miles gary explain kind of why you think he had a bad game no i you know what i and i haven't watched the tape i watched the game twice but i haven't actually watched the game film yet from nfl.com it just he what it didn't seem like he did much so i went back and looked at the stats and he only had no hurries uh no pressures one tackle doesn't mean he didn't affect the game in other ways like i'm sure you're gonna make the point that they rolled the defense to him and they chipped him and they doubled him and it let other guys have bigger games and that's entirely possible i'm not gonna completely bash him i just didn't remember him having a huge impact he may have because I haven't watched the film. Um, but, you know, I got to say, it had to be Jabril Peppers, a game of his life. I mean, what a game for Jabril Peppers. What a game for Joe Schobert. You know, I even Ogan Joby, even Coley, who had been tough on, had made some plays in the backfield. My guy Chris Smith made a tackle in the backfield. Chris Smith, who it seems like every time they let Chris Smith play, he's in the backfield. Yeah, you know, hey, the guy seems to have a, quite a motor. So let's, let's give out some game balls here in a minute. Let's take a break and uh, read a word from Chop and Swizzle. 
like to take a quick moment to talk about one of our sponsors, Chop and Swizzle. Established in 2016, Chop and Swizzle is Akron and Canton's hottest restaurant and modern tiki bar, and they're the only crafted cocktail bar at the full upscale eatery in Summit and Stark County. Brought to you by the infamous Chef Dick, Chop and Swizzle specializes in historic cocktails with a twist, including local and sustainable food practices. Nestled in the shops of Green, Chop and Swizzle gives off that big city speakeasy feel. Their food menu is always evolving, and their resident mixologist follows suit with featured nightly cocktails. Happy hours from 4 to 7 on Tuesdays through Friday, with $2 off the entire cocktail and food menu, and only, that's right, only for the Oranges, Orange, and Browns podcast. Listeners, use promo code TIKIDOG. For 10% off your entire bill. That's right, 10%. Use code TIKIDOG to your server to instantly receive 10% off your entire bill. Reservations are recommended, so please call ahead or visit their website at choppinswizzle.com. It's with the W, Chop and Swizzle, to reserve your table. Chop and Swizzle, handcrafted cocktails, fine dining, Chop and Swizzle. We also want to mention our end-of-season party, January 4th. It's a Friday night from 7 to 10 p.m. in Uniontown, Ohio, at Chop and Swizzle. It's going to be a ton of fun. Tickets are free if you want to join our live podcast recording there. It's $5 on top of that. Literally, it's the best food, incredible drinks, discounts, all sorts of fun stuff. Do not miss out. Friday, January 4th from 7 to 10 p.m. at Chop and Swizzle. Tickets are available online. And you can also buy a $5 entry to our live podcast recording. Don't miss it. Join us to celebrate what an incredible season this has been. January 4th, 7 to 10 p.m. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, Jeremy, let's give out some game balls. Let's start with offense. Uh, who would you give our offensive game ball to in this game, Jeremy? You know, I, even, I would say Nick Chubb just because he had just a great game. He hadn't had a great game in a few weeks, although it was limited carries. He had 13 for 66 last week. Ends up with 20 for 100 this week. He had a 55-yarder called back, so he almost had a, a really good game. I think Nick Chubb played a great game. I think you also have to give a game ball to Baker. Yes, he had a rough first half. I don't know how much it had to do with the altitude because he was sailing some balls five and six yards deep, but he did hit Perriman on the big one. And I don't know if you saw it, Chase, but it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So I've seen this broken down twice, and then I read it in Peter King's article. So give me a minute here to explain this. Yeah, on this the, the touchdown that won the game. That, yeah, the Red yeah, Antonio Callaway. So what happened was the Browns wanted to keep the Broncos in the defense they had because they only had one corner in the game and four safeties. So they were going to go right for the line. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, Drew Stanton even said for a rookie to be able to do this, it's next level. Like rookies can't do this. So Baker noticed that there was a safety was going to be on Callaway and it was supposed to be a run play. So he quickly called everybody in, not giving them enough time to change defenses and switch the play from a run to Duke to a pass to Callaway. Not now, not only did he do that, you know, change him to the slant over there. He moved Duke to the other side of him from the right to the left, so he could run into the slant, the run out, run an out route to pull the linebacker out of the area where the slant would be. And he knew that Callaway was going to beat the safety on the slant to the inside. So for that's next level thinking right there. Rookies have so much going on in their mind. I mean, look at the situation. The game's on the line. You're right there. And then the best part of the video is Baker smiling when he yeah. came to the line because he knew he had it. He knew it was going to be a touchdown. But just all that thought process, I mean, the guy – this is next level stuff that we don't see here. This is Andrew Luck. This is there's not a lot of rookies that can do this kind of stuff. You know, this is Drew Brees. You know, and then on top of all that, how about Baker's red zone passer rating? 117.1. You know what uh Drew Brees is 
who leads the leagues is 117.2. Baker has 16 touchdowns and zero picks in the red zone. I mean, yeah. this is bananas. Remember last year, Kaiser was good from 20 to 20, but everyone says, once you get into the red zone, that's when the real quarterbacks make yeah. their pay because you have to fit it in the tight windows. But yeah. now we got the guy who can do that. We probably have the next Drew Brees. I mean, this is incredible, guys. It's a lot to get excited about here. Yeah, I, I have a, I'm hard-pressed to give the game ball to Chubb. I know 20 for 100 is good. Five yeah, I'll after. give it to you, right. I'll give it to Baker. But let me. I wanted to give Chubb some credit because that's sure. a big stage for a rookie running back. You know, this guy's never played this many games before, and for him to be getting stronger as the season yep. goes on after the yep. beating he takes, being the leading the league in yards after contact, it's just I wanted to give him a little credit as well. But, yeah, Baker probably should get the game ball. Yeah, and, and to Chubb's credit, I think because he's done better in pass protection, uh, they're using him more – as a receiving back, too, he – I mean, I don't know his average off the top of my head, like, targets per game, but it's anywhere from three to five targets a game, which, you know, I didn't think Chubb would be an all-around – I mean, Chubb, I really think, could be a, a, a workhorse back. A bell, I think I re, he really could be. And, and he might – you know, Duke isn't used that much, um, but the fact that they're using Chubb, 20 carries, the, the targets and pass protect – I mean, it's, it's really, really encouraging. Props to Chubb. But, yeah, you got, I got to give a game ball to Baker. That audible play in the red zone, his red zone – red zone efficiency uh, is just incredible. It, it reminds me of uh, a couple years ago in Madden. Um, I, uh, we did a fantasy draft and I drafted Ryan Mallett and I, Jeremy, I passed every play. I did a, a shotgun formation pass and I just did like a no huddle offense. It was a ton of fun, but and that's the stuff that I would do. I would send the runner back out as a receiver and call audibles. To, it, it was really, really cool and a lot of fun to play. And it was awesome to see a Browns quarterback do that uh, on Twitter. It was just, a, it was incredible. Um, the fact that yeah. he has had awesome. no interceptions in the red zone, I don't even know what to do with myself. We've, we've been so inefficient, so inconsistent in the yeah. red zone that would lose us games. And the fact that he's 16 touchdowns and zero picks, um, honestly, I mean, I, I think he made Bananas. his stronger for the rookie of the year, this, especially after Saquon's goose egg on Sunday. Yeah, Barkley had a rough game. Saquon had a rough game, so I think that – I mean, I don't see how you don't give it to him at this point. We'll see what happens. I mean, still got two more games, like I said, but they win a couple more games or at least one of these games, and he keeps putting up the numbers. I don't see how you don't give it to him at this yeah. point. I think defense is pretty clear. Who gets the game ball, Jeremy? You want to uh, take us away? I mean, Jabril Peppers. I mean, what else can you say? You know, I, I feel bad for the guy. I know a lot of fans are silly and hold that he went to Michigan against them and don't and think he's been a bust. Sometimes, guys, it takes a little longer, and obviously he's coming into his own this year. I mean, the huge play, if you watch the whole tape of the interception right before the half, he came from the middle of the field. That would have been a touchdown if he didn't jump in front of it. That was going to – Sutton thought he caught it, and Peppers pulled it away from him. So you had that play. You had him all over the field, sticking people, hitting people. He's, he's coming into what we thought we were drafted. And then just the sack at the end of the game. Like I told Chase before, years past, you know, uh, we got guys, Chase Keenum ducks under that and pulls up and throws and gets 15 yards and it's a first down. Not now. Not we got playmakers. We got athletes. But Jabril Peppers, what a game. You know, if you see the guy to CBS, give him a hug. Don't say mean <laughs> stuff to him. <laughs> like he complained about earlier. He's the man. He, it, it's just – Give Sashi his due. That's a great pick. And the Steelers wanted him. So we got in front of the Steelers to get him. So that's just awesome to see that he's coming into his own. And I'm happy for the guy. Jabril Peppers, for sure. Game ball, six tackles, game-winning sack, interception, two tackles for loss, final over the field. And, Jeremy, it seemed like that was the culmination of an incredible week of practice for him. Uh, is this yeah. – I mean, could, could, could this be, like, a cons- what we're going to get out of Jabril moving forward? I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes it takes a little longer for everything to click for a guy. I know, I think I read that he had three interceptions, one in 
practice in one day yeah. this week. They so just had a great practice this week getting ready for it. I think he'll end up being one of those vocal leader guys too because I don't think he's a guy that's quiet about his emotions. So, you know, this could be really a really awesome thing going forward. Let's see what happens this week with him. Yep. Hey, uh, we want to – Give shout out to our presenting sponsor, The Place. The Place is your place for the hot tub, spa, fireplace, or outdoor cooking need. The Place in Medina features one of the nation's largest showrooms, and their trained professionals will prepare your home for your new fireplace, hot tub, or grill, and do all the heavy work for you, making this process as painless as possible. Use promo code ORANGE on any Weber, Boil King, um, Big Green Egg, Fire Magic Castan, AOG, Louisiana Pellet Grill to save 10%. Visit The Place in Medina, Ohio, on Medina Road to make sure all your backyard dreams come true. The place. We also want to uh, mention our other sponsor, Chop and Swizzle. Don't forget January 4th, 7 to 10 p.m. at Chop and Swizzle in Uniontown, an end of season party and a live podcast recording. We got, a, we got around 10 people already uh, signed up for tickets, and the tickets are going to be available all up through January 4th. Make sure to get your ticket now because seating and uh, space is limited. The ticket is free, but if you want to join the um, live recording, we're asking for $5. Uh, come and celebrate the season with us. Come hang out with us. We'd love to see you. Um, that's Chop and Swizzle, January 4th, 7 to 10 p.m. Hey, Jeremy, do you mind if I give a final thought really quick? Go, my man. All right, so here's what I want to say. I want to give props to uh, the Locked On podcast for the Cleveland Browns. They, uh, I saw that they charted on iTunes, top 200 or wherever that is. Um, hey, you know what? Good for them. They're out there doing their thing. We're all part of the Browns community. No matter how competitive or no matter what we do, uh, we're all rooting for the same thing. We all want the same thing. So, so good on them. Congratulations. Uh, is that Jeff Lloyd at the Locked On, Jeremy? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Congratulations. Good on them. Keep grinding. I know that they do a lot every day. Uh, good on them. Keep grinding. And I want to give them their dues. Because I know whenever we charted the first couple of weeks, we'll top 125. It was very, very exciting. Um, and uh, that's good stuff, man. Any thoughts? Absolutely, that's cool. Good, good for you, Jeff. Good for them. Yep, we all, like you said, we're all doing the same thing, grinding away, want the same things, want the Browns to win. So that's that's awesome. We we use this hashtag a lot. We bark together, and we're barking with you guys. So congratulations, Jeremy. I'll see you at the end of the week yes, at sir. our at our preview pod. Go Browns! Hoo, hoo, hoo. Yes, sir. Let's go! Hoo, hoo. It's not a little 